0: Hello and welcome to That's The Issue, uh, the comic book podcast that talks about the issues that you love. And this is my new podcast within a podcast, uh, where I take a look at all the new comic book releases for this week. I haven't got a name for it yet, so let's call it Now Releases. Nope, that's not it. I'll think of something better than that. Anyway, I'll be doing a brief rundown of the new releases coming out this week. And for those of you who are trade waiting, I've got the latest Trade, Omnibus and Hardcover releases too. So without further ado, let's take a look at the latest releases for Wednesday, October 4th. And already I can see that, straight off the bat, pun intended, uh, there's a lot of Batman comics coming out this week. I mean, there's a lot of Batman comics that come out every week. Uh, but this week seems to be especially thick with them because uh, not only have we got um, Batman, All-Star Batman number 14, uh, Scott Snyder, Raphael Albuquerque, uh, it's the finale issue um, of not only the first alloy, which has been the... Um, Alfred Pennyworth um, specific uh, centric uh, series. Um, It's also the final issue of All-Star Batman. Now, Scott Snyder said he was going to be taking this format Taking this book and changing the format up, so going to have a prestige limited series, Um, so following along with the plans that he's already got, because I remember when they made the announcement to begin with, that there was already quite a lot of uh, artists in the running uh, for this series, so um, to see that it's ending at 14 was a little disappointing, Um, but obviously DC are throwing everything at the wall at the moment with regards to... Uh, imprints and uh, mini series and you know just generally ideas um so the fact that they're um they're bringing out um prestige um large print books you know things like that that'll be that'll be interesting to uh, to keep an eye on so all star batman 14 the finale is out this week um also on the batman docket is uh, batman the dawnbreaker one shot so we've already had two uh, metal tie-in one-shots about the dark uh Bruce Wayne's the dark Batmen that are coming um that have arrived in Dark Knights um, metal. Uh but now we've got Batman the Dawnbreaker which is the uh mix of Bruce Wayne Batman and Green Lantern. So obviously it's not going to be as altruistic as it sounds because he's a dark Batman. So it's going to be an evil one. And it says uh, the solicit states that it's they stand ready to invade our world. How can even the world's greatest heroes stop a horde of deadly beings that appear to be powerful nightmare versions of familiar figures? Uh, this is written by Sam Humphreys with even Ethan Van Sciver and Jason Fabok. Uh, so that's to look out for as well. Um, Thirdly, uh, we've got Shadow and Batman, which is the second uh, miniseries that crosses over the Shadow and the Batman. Uh, The first one uh, was by Steve Orlando with Riley Rosmo. This time Orlando is joined by Giovanni Timpano and David Finch. Um so again if you enjoyed the first one that's uh the first series which was you know fantastic, Ryler art was amazing, and um, and you want more of those, the crossover between the shadow and the Batman, uh take a look at that, that's out from Dynamite Comics, uh that number one coming out this week. The issue of Batman that I'm going to be focusing on here though is Batman White Knight number one. Now this is um a new series written and illustrated by Sean Murphy who's a fantastic creator. Um and this time um this is sort of another elseworlds tale. So we've got um Nightwing New New World Order um, that is kind of an Elseworlds tale and this one seems to be another one as well. Now DC's not actually covering these um these new series these mini-series with the banner of Elseworlds but that's essentially what they are and that's essentially kind of I think what Dark Nights uh, is is all about bringing back as well this idea of untold you know infinite worlds uh, where all of these different storylines can take place so they're no longer constricted by uh, just the 52 worlds of the multiverse and no longer are they you know obsessed with using hyper time to kind of in You know, make sure everything is accountable. Now that they, I think they're going to be able to legitimise these Elseworlds tales uh, within a, you know, multiple, multiple dark multiverse um, that surrounds our own or DC zone. So anyway, this one, uh, the solicit states, in a world where Batman has gone too far, the Joker must save Gotham City. He's been called a maniac, a killer, and the clown prince of crime, but White Knight, not until now. Set in a world where the Joker is cured of his insanity and homicidal tendencies, the Joker, now known as Jack, sets about trying to right his wrongs. First, he plans to reconcile with Harley Quinn, and then he'll try to save the city from the one person who he thinks is truly Gotham City's greatest villain, Batman. So obviously, Sean Murphy, who, has, uh, who did The Wake with Scott Snyder uh, over for, their, um, for Vertigo, I think it was, Uh, Punk Rock Jesus, he did as well. Um, This is a seven-issue miniseries depicting a twisted Gotham City with a massive cast of heroes and villains that at its heart is a tragic story of a hero and a villain, Batman and the Joker. Um, So this seems like a great mash-up, it seems like a great you know, the old switcheroo kind of thing Um, and it's, the the art looks gorgeous and that's what's what's hooked me to begin with uh, really, anything that Sean Murphy draws I'll follow him along to it Uh, so this looks brilliant so uh, pick it up, it's coming out this week and that's number one of seven Uh, Moving on to uh, the distinguished competition then, uh, which was, actually that was DC, Marvel's distinguished competition. Uh, However, Marvel Comics, they're diving into their legacy now. Um, So they've got uh, the Marvel Legacy number one came out last week. This week, uh, they've started with the renumbering of issues, um, which starts with Avengers number 672. And this is Worlds Collide. Uh, So this is... Uh, a crossover with the Avengers and the Champions, and I imagine this is um, with a with a with an eye to um, finishing the Champions. Uh, there's already been a couple of um, a couple of issues, a couple of storylines that kind of hinted at the idea of the uh, younger generation of Avengers rejoining back into the fold. The Marvel Legacy Number One. Uh, One shot uh, had the Avengers mansion, which is just kind of going empty at the moment, really. Uh, And the um, team-up with Ironheart and Thor and uh, Sam Wilson seemed to imply that uh, Riri wanted back into an Avengers-style world. So this crossover, Avengers 672, will then cross over into Champions. And it says, uh, will they be ready for their first cataclysmic um, clash, and will it deter them from changing the world and it got it's also got the three bonus marvel primer pages which you followed as well that's written by mark waid who writes avengers and writes champions and this is uh, illustrated by Jesus saez and alex ross on the cover so pick that up that's avengers number 672 and moving on to um another marvel legacy that was hinted at in the one shot it's spirits of vengeance number 1 this is part 1 of 5 so it's a mini series um, and it includes Blade, it's got uh, Ghost Rider Johnny Blaze, uh, it's also got a couple of others uh, there as well and this looks like a great kind of throwback really, like uh, Spirits of Vengeance is an old Marvel term for an old series that uh, that used to come out but this is uh, written by Victor Geishler uh, with David Baldion and Dan Mora Dan Mora is amazing. I don't know if he's just doing the covers for this, but um, this is definitely something worth picking up, I think. I think it's interesting. I love Blade as a character. I don't think he gets much um, much page time, really, these days. Uh, he showed up a little bit in Al Ewing's Mighty Avengers. Before that, he had his own 13-issue miniseries illustrated by Howard Chaykin, uh, both of which I thought were fantastic. So I'll definitely be picking this up. This is War at the Gates of Hell, Part 1. Uh, A dead angel, a silver bullet, a kept promise. For ages the war between heaven and hell raged in the unseen corners of society, both sides in delicate balance that could topple if the right weapons were in the wrong hands. When an undercover angel is murdered, Johnny Blaze must find the killers and punish them, but this time he won't do it alone. A deadly team must rise from the darkest depths of the Marvel Universe to form an unholy alliance. So we've got Hellstorm, Satana, Blade and Ghost Rider joining up together to make the spirits of vengeance. And that's uh, Spirits of Vengeance number one of five. Uh, lastly for Marvel, we've got Punisher Platoon number one. So fans of the Punisher uh, will be happy to know that Garth Ennis has returned uh, to the character that uh, he made his own when it used to be the Max imprint. Uh, this is still classed as a Max series or it's Max slash Parental Advisory because I don't think Marvel used the Max imprint anymore. Uh, but this is obviously you know, not for kids anymore. Pam, pow and all that. Um, Punisher Platoon number one of six. So Garth Ennis is uh, writing it. The amazing Goran Parloff is uh, drawing it. Uh, his, his art is going to be absolutely fantastic on this, I've no doubt. And so this is taking a the origin or a flashback uh, story uh, to very much to Garth Ennis' Punisher. Um so obviously the Punisher is involved in the Marvel universe so intrinsically that he is dragged along with the shifting timeline that any superhero universe gets dragged along with. So even though you know, even though they were all made in the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, uh they very much have only been around for like ten or twelve years, which means that most of them were superheroes way after nine eleven, uh which is a strange way of thinking about it. But however, this series um talks about Frank Castle being uh, the the Punisher being born in Vietnam which was very much a staple of uh, Garth Ennis's run on Punisher uh, which was that you know Frank Castle yes he was uh, he chose to put on the you know uniform for want of a better term of the Punisher when his family was killed uh, in central park however uh, Garth Ennis always implied and outright you know explicitly stated that the Punisher was born in Vietnam um, so this is a story that takes us back to those those days of him in Vietnam. Um, so it says, by the time the Punisher was born in Vietnam, Frank Castle had already become a dark legend of the battlefield. Stories about him were told in whispers, if at all. Now the legendary Punisher team of Garth Ennis and Goran Parlov brings the first of those stories to light. The tale of Frank Castle's first command and his first kill don't miss this epic new series. So that looks fantastic. It's not technically part of Marvel Legacy, but it is it's it's the spirit of Marvel Legacy really, which is taking a character and, you know, harkening back to its classic roots, its nostalgic roots and a and a, a high point for that character and a high point for Punisher is obviously Garth Ennis. So, um moving on to um independent publishers then, uh we've got uh, a couple to have a look at. We've got uh, Eugenic number 1 of 3. Uh, which is from uh, Boom Studios. And this is a um, mini-series written by James the IV and art by Eric Donovan. And uh, this is a new vision of humanity's future. Uh, it talks about it being in the vein of Black Mirror, so it's kind of a twisted uh, political satire, I imagine. When a plague ravages the world, one scientist discovers the cure and becomes the saviour of mankind. Hope is restored and the world rebuilds, but then people who look took the cure, begin having children who are unnatural and the definition of normal is forever altered. So I love these kind of stories. You know, you mentioned Black Mirror, you've already got my interest. Um, the The artwork of the cover at least and, you know, the, the description of something being unnatural hints at a kind of a twisted, dark horror. Um, but also I imagine there's quite a lot more to it than that in a bit of a, a sci-fi political slant as well. So I'll be looking forward to that. That's Eugenic number one of three and uh, next we've got uh, from image comics we've got slots number one which is uh, created by dan panosian and this is a new series Um it says you can um, you can say this about the life of stanley dance he did it his way unfortunately his way never took getting into getting old into account now the former boxer is on his last legs looking for redemption but he'll settle for going down swinging Roll the dice with superstar artist Dan Panosian as he creates a bold and breathtaking vision of Las Vegas where everything old can become new and superstition influences how the chips fall. Now again, this looks like a fantastic new series. Uh, I love getting into new series like this. Uh, So slots number one, which uh, looks to be Looks to be stylish, looks to be engaging, and looks to be uh, completely unique. Uh, So, check that out as well. That's from Image Comics. And finally, in the new releases that I want to highlight is Extremity number seven by Daniel Warren Johnson. Now, if you're not reading Extremity, um, first of all, what are you doing with yourselves? Secondly, the first uh, volume or the first volume is finished. Uh, This is the second uh, volume, the new story arc, um, and it states, Thayer and Rollo enter the ancient dark, where they are hunted by things that dare not live in the light above. Now, if you're not familiar with Extremity, this is kind of an alternate fantasy, apocalyptic wasteland, uh, gorgeously realised in the artwork. And it covers the idea of this war between these uh, two you know, clans, tribes, uh, but Thea is this um, this young girl that used to be an artist. Uh, she had her arm viciously, um, you know, viciously cut off by the enemy uh, while her father watched, and she's since had a prosthetic and she's learning to draw again. And that she's the human. The human focal point of um, otherwise uh, quite a bleak and angry uh, world and society that lives around her. Anyway, it's it's a fantastic series. It is genuinely one of the best books of the year. Um, so to know that issue seven is coming out and a new story arc is something to always get on board with. And what I love to do is I love to go back and I love to read the first uh, the first volume again before the new volume starts um so definitely pick up that first volume if you can and uh, jump on board extremity if you haven't already so that's the new releases in uh, individual single issues uh, i'm just going to take a brief look at some of the trades that are coming out this week as well uh, for all you trade waiters out there uh, first up is outcast by kirkman and asherater uh, this is volume 5 of the trade paperback so i'm just mentioning this because outcast is uh, an amazing series. Um, I've only um, read the first uh, volume. Uh, to be honest, I've not caught up with it, and I kind of fell behind it quite drastically. But I watched a film the other night. What did I watch? Uh, the Right, which was with Anthony Hopkins. Now it was it was kind. Of, it was fine. Um, it was it was quite. It is quite interesting. I enjoyed watching it. Um, but I quite like uh, cheesy exorcism movies like that. Um, but Outcast um, is. Brilliant book. Robert Kirkman is is doing wonders on it. Uh, there are issues of this which I think rival or not, if not surpass anything that The Walking Dead has to offer. Um, and it all depends on what your you know what your kind of fancy is. You know if you like zombie films or if you like uh, exorcist. Uh, type stuff uh, this is definitely uh, a dark one um, but if you you know if you haven't picked it up already volume five is no good for you so I don't know why I'm trying to sell the series to you uh, but if you do like um, uh, outcasts but you are trade waiting then good news because that fifth volume is out this week Um also coming out this week uh, on a completely different tack is um, out from Marvel. It's the Muppet Babies Omnibus. Now, I had to I had to read this out because it's only when you say these things in real life um, that they actually become true. So I didn't even know there was a Muppet Babies comic book. I mean, of course there's a Muppet Babies comic book. There was a Married With Children comic book out at one point, so there had to be a Muppet Babies comic. Uh, it collects Muppet Babies 1-26 to and Marvel Super Special number 32. It's $75 uh, for... All of the Muppet Babies comics you could ever want. Ever want? If that is something that floats your boat, I'm not judging you. You do you. You know, you be the person you want to be. Um, and if you want to be the person that has a Muppet Babies omnibus um, on your shelf and seventy five dollars less in your bank account, then. Go for it. Brilliant. Amazing. Uh, You are living your best life. Uh, Otherwise, um, what else is coming out from Marvel is uh, something that I'm very interested in. It's the trade paperback uh, volume 1s of Tomb of Dracula Complete Collection. And Werewolf by Night Complete Collection. Now, Werewolf by Night is, for my money, it's a little bit hit or miss. But Tomb of Dracula, I think, is just amazing. Um, again, I've not dived into that series very often. You know, you just you just get the individual issues where you can. Um, I've got a couple from, um, you know, what you'd call Dollar Bins. And they're always amazing. I um, always love hearing uh, people talk about this series as well. So the fact that uh, a complete collection that's more affordable than an omnibus is coming out, that's amazing. And Tomb of Dracula is it. Um, so Tomb of Dracula, um, the um, credit here is for Jerry Conway, Gene Cole and Neil Adams, which are three amazing creators. Werewolf by Night has got Jerry Conway, Mike Plug, and Neil Adams. Again, uh, amazing. Both of these are 39 dollars 99 uh, which you can pick up. And they do collect quite a few issues. So the um, Tomb of Dracula one collects Tomb of Dracula 1-15 to and Dracula Lives 1-4. to and the Werewolf by Night on uh, Trade Paperback Volume 1 uh, collects Marvel Spotlight 2-4, to Werewolf by Night 1-15, to Marvel Team Up number 12, and Tomb of Dracula number 18, um, all of which have obviously got Werewolf by Night in. So brilliant. Those are some great collections there if you're interested in those. Um, the, if you are a fan of Riverdale, uh, the um, super cheesy... Uh, kind of trashy but absolutely amazing Archie TV series which I am a massive fan of. Um you yeah, know don't don't tell anyone. It's fine. Don't tell anyone. Uh, Riverdale is uh, has been producing a comic book series which seems a bit redundant uh, because it's kind of a comic book series based on a TV show that's already based on a comic book series and if you were going to read one Archie comic book um, in the same kind of spirit of the Riverdale series um, I'd recommend the Mark Wade, um the Mark Wade Archie um, reboot or new Archie, new Riverdale series that, uh, that's come out and the associated spin-offs and tie-ins however this is you know one of those gateway gateway drugs um so if someone you know loves riverdale and they want to get into the comic this is stories anthology style that uh, fit into that universe um so definitely pick that up before the second series comes out um also uh, on the books this week is predator versus judge dread versus aliens uh, splice and dice uh which is John Layman Chris Mooneyham, uh, Michael Atia and Glenn Fabry on the covers um, so this is uh, billed obviously as the ultimate science fiction crossover I've not read many of these crossovers I don't really read that many Predator and Aliens comics to be honest um, the only one really that I can recommend is Aliens Dead Orbit uh, by James Stoker which is um, the fourth issue should be coming out sometime this month uh, but the first three issues uh, of the four part series are out and they're absolutely stunning this um, I mean, I don't, it's one of those things where I don't see how it can go wrong You know, it's Predator, it's Judge Red, and it's Aliens, three things that are awesome. However, there have been two Predator and Aliens movies, and they've both been crap. So take that with a pinch of salt. But the Glenn Fabry cover um, on this tray paperback is definitely drawing me in. So that's uh, £17.99, so that's quite a a good price. It is a four-issue miniseries that was out earlier this year, I do believe. Um another fifth volume of a series a third volume sorry is Batman Detective Comics uh, volume 3 uh, known as League now if you know me at all which you probably don't but you know if you did you would know that I love Batman Detective Comics at the moment um it's the most consistently brilliant rebirth book that's coming out at the moment absolutely love it and this is the third trade paperback in that series so if you are trade waiting on those I don't know how you can manage it because I need to pick up this issue this series every time it comes out every fortnight sorry every two weeks um, so I need to pick up each issue and read it as soon as it comes out however if you are trade waiting this is the third volume you're going to want to read this one Um, the series has been stellar it's moving towards something perfectly and it's bringing all the characters together last but not least I want to talk about something that isn't a trade paperback uh, or a new release, um, ish, single issue, sorry. It is a new release. It's the Hulk um, prose novel written by Greg Pak, and it's called, it's Planet Hulk, basically. It's the it's the novelization of the Planet Hulk storyline. Now, I've not read any of these novelizations. I know that there have been a couple in the past, like Civil War, for example. The fact that Greg Pak's name on this means a lot, because he was the original writer of Planet Hulk. So I'd be interested to pick this up. Um, I... I, I do like reading uh, novelizations of of things like this. I've never read a novelization of a comic book series before because if my instinct is to read that series, I'll just pick up the comic book. However, it's a it's a new way of of experiencing the storyline, and there's going to be a lot more details in this, a lot more um, emotional revelations in this, and the Planet Hulk storyline. I could I could read any day of the week. So the fact that there's a new um, hardcover prose novel, um, it's twenty four ninety nine. So you know. You might want to wait for the uh, the actual softcover uh, paperback for, to come out, um, but you know it it looks good. Um, Hulk prose novel hardcover uh, by Greg Pack and Jose Ladran. So definitely pick that up if you want to. So that is all the new releases that are coming out for the fourth of October. There's a lot more. I've taken all of uh, my. Uh, solicits all of my list of what's coming out this week. I've taken that from comiclist.com, which is a website that is invaluable if you want to know what's coming out week by week Uh, so definitely head there if you want to find out what else is coming out this week you can get in touch with me at matt loon on twitter Uh, you can reach out to the show at that's the issue or that's the issue podcast at gmail.com and let me know let me know firstly what you think of this kind of podcast within a podcast this is the first one i've done Um, i'm hoping to keep up with it weekly so i'll get um I'll get your feedback on that because I definitely want to know if you if you enjoy it, if you want to hear more of it, if you think I should be doing something differently, um, if you like the the length of time that I'm spending on it. I could spend less, I could spend a little bit more. Either way, let me know. Um, th- that Your feedback will definitely keep me informed as to whether I continue doing this or not because uh, it does take a little bit of time. But either way let me know, at Matt Loon, uh, that's the issue, you can find out all the show notes for this on awesomesourcecomics.com, which is my blog, at Awesome source, S-O-U-R-C-E, as in your source, or your source, but until next week, uh, I'll speak to you again soon, goodbye.